Avengers Spotlight! Everybody and welcome to Back to the Bins. This is an Avengers Spotlight e- episode as we look as we continue our look at Avengers cartoons. I'm Paul Spataro, and here with me today to give that look at the cartoons are Mr. Bill Robinson, Doctor Bill Robinson, excuse me. Jarvis, Jarvis, get me something, Jarvis. <laughs> Otherwise known as the voice actor for Iron Man, <laughs> and. Mr. David Pascarella Esquire. Good to be here again. Good to have you here again. You're, you're almost becoming like a regular. We're going to have to stop paying you if we actually paid people. Semi-regular, like a semicolon. Well, you know, we could, like, skip every other episode. That, that way he'd be irregular. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are looking at Avengers Earth's Mightiest Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which, you know, it's it's the second series, but it almost feels like it's the third, because the 1966 cartoon had some Avengers episodes to it, so it makes me yeah, feel like this true. is the third series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah which, 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 which we have covered some in this series. Yes. Uh, I believe we had the drunk episode. Yes, because we each had like two drinks, and that was enough to make us all uh, shaky. Well, we were laughing because we were reading the captions, which were so far off and and just hilarious. But so. this show aired in 2010, so it came out while we were into the uh, MCU. And clearly the, the lineup of the team is influenced by that because it's got Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and the Hulk. Although we don't have yeah. Captain America well, in this particular episode. No, no, no! Because really, we had uh, we had Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. So it's more in line with the original the original Avengers lineup. It is, but I'm thinking the fact that the Hulk was included was was part you know was very much influenced by the fact that he was going to be on the team in the movies. Well, yeah, I mean, but we don't know how long he stays on this team because I haven't watched ahead or anything. So I was watching this series as it came out. Oh, see, I'd never watched this series or the next. And this, this to me, is, as far as the cartoons we have, this one is the gold standard. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought so. This this one, I you know, the animation left a little bit to desi- be desired for me. It was a little rough. But the storylines they went into, the characters that they hit on, uh, it all really just clicked for me. Uh, you know, the, uh, what is it? United We Stand one. Oh, that's... Oh, I thought yeah, that, that, yeah. that was just... It just stunk of 90s. Uh, well, see, because remember, I, I watched the first episode of each of United We Stand, this, and the next one. And out of the three, I liked the 
not the spoiler ahead whenever we get to that one. I liked, uh, I think it's Adrian Pastar played Iron Man in that, and I liked yes. him better as Iron Man than Eric Loomis, who plays it here, just because I think he's trying too hard to be uh, Robert Downey Jr. It yeah. doesn't pull it off. Well, um, I, I thought, again, you know, voice acting aside, because I don't necessarily disagree with you on that, but, and we're going to see, because I really didn't watch much of Avengers Assemble, which is the third mm-hmm. series that we're going to cover. I thought the animation was a little cleaner in Avengers Assemble. That may Not be. necessarily because it was the newest. Like, this one is, like, this one you could put on par with Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, but I don't think it's as good as Justice League or or unlimited, but that's just my own personal opinion. Animation-wise, I don't disagree with you, but story-wise, I think it holds up to it fairly well. Okay, I don't think it's better than it, and it may not even I, be quite as good, but I think it's it's on a par. Okay, uh, I mean, for this for this storyline, I was fine with the storyline. It's a alteration of the uh, when they relaunched uh, when they came up with the new Avengers after. Yes, Avengers in fact, they had a similar story breakout where. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was, it, there were a lot of differences, but there were a lot of similarities. But it was just too. at the raft, whereas this is like multiple locations. Who builds a who builds a prison called the Cube and puts it on its point? That's just stupid. <laughs> but just just Sorry. to give uh, once again, just for the Avengers Assemble cartoon, which is the next one, and I have very little specific memories of that, but my vague recollection is that it felt to me like they were dumbing it down slightly from this series. And that was why I liked this one better. And and when that one came out, I watched it in the beginning, and then I kind of lost interest in it very quickly. Whereas this one, I I enjoyed basically throughout. Dave, you're being very quiet. Do you have any experience with this one? No, the first time I watched it was for this. You're like, uh, you know what? You're like the grown-up in the group. Oh, I can't watch that. It's a cartoon. Well, no, I have watched these. I, I was more of a DC fan. I watched Justice League and all that. Well, well, we cut the cable cord years ago, and I think that's why I didn't watch a lot of these, because we didn't have Disney XD. Um, I thought so, this was before you cut the cable cord, but I could be wrong. I, I honestly don't remember anymore. I mean, well, you got to also remember the TV was taken over by my kids. So. Well, that, was, that made it easier for me to watch this. Well, that's true, yeah. But I, they they were really uh, yeah because at the time they were all into Doctor Who and and then watching it on Netflix or other things so I was like well, why the heck are we, am I still paying for cable if all you guys do is watch Netflix snip snip gone well well let me just throw in here I definitely got a Justice League vibe out of this uh, I'm going to spoil I enjoyed this to be blunt with you but oh I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it there's just certain aspects I'm not real keen on. Well, it seems it like the biggest thing is the voice characterization that you didn't care for. Yeah, yeah. And I thought the animation was a little off sometimes, but overall okay. Again, I do I do feel that this that the Justice League it's funny because the Justice League drawings, at least the uh the standards they used for the characters because they're all incredibly barrel chested on that cartoon. Uh it, it it was it was more cartoony and yet slicker than mm-hmm. this. So I actually, despite the fact that it was more cartoony, which I usually strive for as little cartooniness as possible, but despite that, I do feel because it was slicker, it was a slight step up from the animation in this. Well, you know, 
I guess following up on the last one we did, the art styles, to me this is like, oh, this is fantastic by comparison to well, the, the, the last one. had like the forced uh, computer animation in it and, right. you know, that, that 90s music, although, you know, we could touch on that. Why don't we do our uh, synopsis of the two-part episode before we get into more details because we're, we're wandering into our review really quickly mm-hmm. here. Uh, you going to do it, Bill, or you want me to do it? How about I'll do the first one and you do the second one? Fair enough. All right. Breakout, episode one. Uh, originally came out October 20th, 2010. And the plot for this goes like this. After Iron Man stops an arms trade between AIM and Lucia von Bardas. Bardas? Bardushi? Arducci. Anyway, he transports them to the vault and returns to New York in the cube. <laughs> Not to be confused with the uh, sci-fi channel movie. Samson passes by the jails of the wrecker, Zack, and the absorbing man. Samson arrives in the holding cell of the Hulk, who is in his pre-transformed state. Banner warns him that S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield, are, Shield is going... That S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to use the villains as weapons. Samson tries to calm Banner, but he insists that the cube is dangerous. Thor, watching over the city when he gets approached by Baldur the Brave from Asgard, tells Thor that his father uh, has entered the Odin sleep and has asked Thor to come back and protect Asgard. Thor rejects this offer. Balder does, does not understand and asks why he's so occupied with the city. Thor tells him that he is needed here so that he can make a difference, unlike an Asgard who only solely relies on fighting and the ever-ending cycle of death and rebirth. Below them, Jane Foster is taking care of some people who were involved in a traffic accident while a speeding car bounces from the ground, as they always tend to do like that, and is going straight to hit Jane, but is deflected by Thor. Jane thanks Thor for saving her, and is wondering if he is following her. And I just have to say it was rather funny that the person in the background had their airbag go off while Thor is just flirting with Jane. Thor tells her that he is intrigued by her since she doesn't seem to be scared even though she is mortal. Meanwhile, Hank Pym talks with the Mad Thinker to see what he meant when he referred to the villains in the super prisons as soon being free. Also on board... The Wasp declines Maria Hill's invitation to join S.H.I.E.L.D. Bruce Banner warns Leonard Sampson about S.H.I.E.L.D.'s ulterior motives for keeping him in prison. Meanwhile, Hawkeye sits silently in his cell at the vault. This is jumping all around. Bear with me. After being framed by the double agent Black Widow, which, you know what? There was like some mini uh, I was reading there was like some mini episodes yes. that I think we'll talk about that after up you. That we're, yeah, we we can, we'll talk know. about that a little bit. Because uh, that's probably what this is meant bringing up, but yes. I just discovered that before we came on to the recording. No, so I remember anyway. that from the initial uh, airing, so we could talk about that for a little bit. At, you know, once, okay. once we're done with the uh, synopsis. All right. Just then, all four super prison security systems shut down, allowing the combined seventy-four supervillains to escape. The tech based the tech based foes in the vault. Raided the armory, getting their weapons until they are stopped by Hawkeye. Iron Man is alerted, immediately returns to the vault. The radiation-based villains of the cube break loose, during which Samson is exposed to gamma radiation when he is injured by Zack. 
Bruce transforms into the Hulk and escapes with Samson, heading for the nearest civilized area. The villains try to follow him, but the leader, oh, so eloquently played by Jeffrey Coombs, orders them to remain. The prisoners of the Pym Particle Shrunken Big House are freed, and the prison itself grows back to normal size, causing the helicarrier it was kept in to crash into the Hudson River. Who thought that was a good effing idea? Who, what, 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 what knucklehead signed off on that? We're going to shrink a prison and put it inside another thing that it would destroy if it got out of hand. Good, good, good thinking. Anyway, <laughs> Nick Fury learns of the other prison situations and realizes the same must be happening in the secret fourth prison, the Raft. It is at this moment, Graviton awakes. You're going to have to dun dun dun. Which leads us into part two, where a flashback from ten years ago reveals that Franklin Hall, Graviton, joined S.H.I.E.L.D. and was tasked by Nick Fury to recreate the Super Soldier Serum. However, the experimental reactor was pushed by Hall to critical levels, and Fury ordered him to shut it down. Hall refused and was nearly killed when the reactor blew. Afterwards, he discovered, while in recovery, that he developed superpowers from the accident. Unlimited lever- levels of gravitational manipulation. Blaming Fury for the accident, Hall prepares to escape and wreak retribution on Fury. But S.H.I.E.L.D. doses the room with gas, leaving Hall unconscious. He's then placed in a high-level security within the underwater prison, The Raft. In the present, upon the deactivation of the superprisons, he all awakens, unaware of his surroundings, and demands to know how long he's been incarcerated. Baron Zemo tells him he's been there the longest, and Zemo's been there for six years. Enraged, Hall now seeks vengeance upon Fury for the years taken away from him. He lifts the prison into the sky and confronts Fury, who now sees him as another supervillain, calling him Graviton. Graviton apparently destroys Fury, but it is revealed to be a robot. Meanwhile, Iron Man is outnumbered by old enemies at the vault. To keep the villains from escaping, Tony self-destructs the vault, but his armor was damaged and he radios for a replacement. Thor, Hank Pym, and the Wasp fight Graviton. Graviton hurls Iron Man into space and lifts Long Island into the air, then drops it. But Thor is able to slow its fall. Later, they are joined by the Hulk and Iron Man. With their combined power, they attacked Graviton, but he uses his power to hold every, everybody on the ground. The Hulk fights against this, and Ant-Man causes an ant to bite Graviton's neck, distracting him and freeing the heroes. The heroes unlo- unleash their most powerful attacks on Graviton, and Wasp finishes him with a sting. They form the Avengers in order to catch the remaining 74 villains that escaped from the four prisons. So they don't have the uh, the big house, which is one of my favorite uh, comic book prisons well they well they do have the big house that that was one of them that was the one that was inside the helicarrier oh okay my mistake i didn't did they call it that yeah i missed that yep then i missed it okay that's what i'm saying was stupid that they had inside the helicarrier yeah you're right like so that wasn't long island he lifted up yeah they look like um manhattan yeah Well, but we'll take all the credit, and you guys can get it to deal with the crap out there. Well, but 
is it just me or did a lot of people die in this episode? I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, you you, you can't do that without killing people. I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, and just the just the logistics alone of like putting all the tunnels back together and the the, uh, the electricity and. The, well, the that was plumbing. like the uh, oh Marvel team up number twenty-eight when uh, when when the uh, I don't remember it was the Earth Movers or something like that were trying to steal Manhattan, and at the end so, of the episode, Her- Hercules put like these giant chains on himself and he pulled Manhattan back where it was, and then afterwards they were like, "Yeah, that couldn't happen." <laughs> well, you know, that happens a lot. You know what? Okay, so then this is like three times, twice in the comics that I so because remember the uh, Terax did that in the Fantastic Four. Did he do it with all of like all of Manhattan? I thought he just did like one chunk. I, I well he where like the I Baxter building was. I thought that was like all. No, he did. no, no, because I remember the look, I remember like uh, the World Trade Center and a whole bunch of other buildings being lifted up into the air. Yeah, that's not working. Yeah. So, I mean, unless it just happens so many times, it's just like a bunch of quick connects. Oh, somebody's <laughs> the island again. Everything oh just... Oh I'll tell you, my single yeah. favorite thing in this episode was all the little cameos where they were able to, to put like these B, C, D villains mm-hmm. uh, and, and just, you know, give them each a second. And my favorite, <laughs> as silly as it is, my favorite was the moment with the mandrel. He goes into like his little creepy dance. <laughs> I just thought it was great. I, I I was cracking up during that. But you know, there's there's so many people, and and you're you're 100 right. Having Jeffrey Combs as the leader is is brilliant. And you don't even see him. All you see is his eyes. Really, there's really not. I don't I don't remember a full reveal unless I'm mistaken. Well, we will we will be seeing him later in this series because he's like we have work to do. And he's just, you know, ah, uh, he's so good. He's so good. He I recognize his voice right away. He's, he's, I'm, I'm, I think he was perfect for that part. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's very few parts that he's played that I'm aware of that he wasn't perfect for. And uh, Phil Lamar played Jarvis. Was, hmm. uh, was the voice of Jarvis. I so don't that's know a connection with the uh, Justice League right there. Yep, because he was uh, uh, Sean Stewart. Stewart. Yep, yep. And there was uh, like future future voice actors that will be in the series. Uh, I was looking down. Uh, like Mark Hamill is going to be Claw. I'm assuming it'll sound just like just like the Joker. Anthony. Yeah, just like <laughs> Joker. No offense to Mark Hamill's voice acting, but you know it's kind of like he kind of be. Became a one-trick pony with that. Brent Spiner is going to be the Purple Man. I'm interested in that. See, the Purple uh, Man I thought was played so well in the Jessica Jones oh, yeah. series. Yeah, he was so creepy, mm-hmm. and that's that's the way the Purple Man should be. It shouldn't be oh, get me some candy. You know, he should be cre- he should be a real creep, and he he was so much in that. David Tennant wasn't he the Purple Man? Yeah, yep. he was. He was fantastic. Clancy Brown is going to be Odin. Now, so, uh, yeah, what they did, yeah, that, what they did was was before this came out, they had what they called a micro series. Yeah, and that's were, what I didn't know about until I was looking into some minutia. Yeah, there were there were twenty episodes, and basically it was introducing you to 
the main characters, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, Ant-Man. And then, they, you know, there were other things that would go on with them, but it was really mostly introducing those characters. And then each one of them, you know, had multiple episodes that kind of went from one to the other. But then they, at least on, on Disney+, Plus, they kind of combined the various episodes that go together, and I think they're each, each of kind of like a half an hour episode. I think oh yeah, because I, I was confused by uh, by that. It was kind of like because the next one it shows is Iron Man is born is like the next episode on Disney Plus. But I'm like, what? That doesn't match up with some of this other stuff. Yeah, yeah that was that was one of the micro episodes. And then, like I said, they broke them up and they had it into different parts. So you got Iron Man is born, then the coming of the Hulk, then Man in the Ant Hill, then Hydra lives, then Thor the Mighty. You know, it, but they if you match them together, which is what Disney Plus does, it, it, they they actually watch better that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, you know, this is yet another thing that that were that I hadn't watched in years, and having seen it for the sake of today's show, now it, it's lit a fire under me that I want to watch the entire series again. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I I would like to see all of these. Yeah, I, I, it it really <clears throat> doesn't drop in quality in my opinion i think it stayed solid uh throughout the two series two seasons that they did so you have you know whatever 50 some odd episodes uh that are are worth watching and it cuts on you know there's a lot of marvel lore that gets covered in it so i I definitely would recommend watching it throughout and i was disappointed when they canceled it uh, again to do avengers assemble and I haven't seen Avengers Assemble since it first went on, so maybe my opinion will be better watching it now. Mm. We will see. We shall. So, what what do you think of the overall story? Like using Graviton as the villain to to draw them all together. Well, yeah, it was. It's you know a variation on. Um with Loki being the villain to draw them together. But, uh, but yeah, this is, I mean, but this is combining that and the new Avengers launch, like, like we said with the breakout, but that was, yeah, see, that was, uh, that, I, that even had like daredevil in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spider-Man. Cause it was, yeah, because it was the raft, the one in the middle, not a boat in the middle of, uh, in the middle of the river, like on this one. In a sneaker, you know what I gotta say is Nick Fury's a dick. <laughs> you, oh, he's a humongous dick. You imprison a guy for ten flipping years, and he doesn't even. I mean, were you even trying to save this guy? Were you doing anything? You, uh, somebody couldn't give this guy a shave. He wakes up and his hair is all long, and he's got a big long freaking beard. <laughs> and ten years of his life, you know, f you, Nick Fury. I mean, which, I which, you which, gotta. You gotta protect the world, but come on, man. To say nothing of no due process. Yeah, due process, new process. Well, you, you know the other thing when Fury calls in all these, you know, forces, including the armed forces, and all I'm thinking is, last I checked, someone else was the commander in chief. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, remember Nick Fury being on the ballot. Even when he's trying to uh, recruit the Avengers, make them part part of Shield at the end, and then they're like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna be our own team." And he like kind of motions to Maria Hill and kind of holds her back. 
almost like that's what he wants is for them to create their own team. Like he's manipulating this whole situation. Now, remember, I haven't watched it. This is I never watched this before. So I don't know if anything plays out with this with Nick Fury. But I was just kind of like, man, what a douche. <laughs> no, he was, he was well, you know, they, they go to it right I from mean, the beginning when they I show mean, Bruce Banner and, and he starts saying, you know, yeah. don't trust S.H.I.E.L.D. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're going to use everybody as weapons. And, and he's right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, you know, what did you think of what did you think of the uh, the model for Nick Fury? Because to me, it looks like they took old school Nick Fury, you know, David Hasselhoff Nick Fury, and, and they combined it with Samuel Jackson Nick Fury. Yeah, because he's got he's got the hair. He's got he's the got dark hair. hair with the with the wings, the the gray wings. Mm-hmm. And you know, but he's dark skinned. So I, I, thought, I thought it was interesting, like they were trying to combine both looks. Yeah. He never he never had that look in the comics, right? It was the old Who never Nick had Fury that look in the, the comics? Nick Fury. He never had like Which one? Uh, the one that was in the cartoon, the way he looked there. He never looked like that. He never he never looked like that, but he but right. you know before I mean you saw the way Nick Fury looked before they made right. these, these, the ultimate version. The original Nick Fury. Yeah, no. he but he, he, he looked similar to looked like the way that, this character looked, right. only he was white. Yes. That, that's right. Saying. Then, then they had the ultimate Nick Fury, which they p- patterned after Samuel L. Jackson. Remember, that was before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It almost, you know, but then they got him to play Nick Fury in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But in the comics, they actually they have. I haven't. I have some of the comics, but I haven't read it. I can't remember if it was during Civil War II or prior to that or in between. They have like the son of Nick Fury, who now they have integrated a. Uh, I can't remember who. I think he's the son of Nick Fury. Yes, he's um, an illegitimate son of the Nick of the classic Marvel Nick Fury, who yes. had had an affair of some sort with a dark-skinned woman, and they had a baby. Yep. Yeah, and he's the new Nick Fury, and he's I now think. adopted the name of Nick Fury as his own. Because the actual Nick Fury, when I last checked, is trapped on the moon. Yeah, he's chained up on the moon to be the he's new watcher. He's chained up on the moon, and he's the new watcher, but he's not the watcher. Yes. And, and Dave's probably going, what? what? Is it the dark side of the moon? No, no. He's it's the blue area. He, he's on the blue area because, long story short, uh, didn't he go and kill the watcher and take his eyeballs? Yeah, that was a bad story. Yeah, original sin. That was the name of that yes. storyline. I don't know if yeah. they if they've retconned that away at any point. Maybe I, I don't think they have. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not up on new comics anymore. That was so. yeah. That was towards the tail end of my actually reading new books. Yeah. So how far into the existence of superheroes do you think? This episode is, is it years in and they just haven't been a team or are they all relatively new? Well, well that Mike series probably tells that, doesn't it, Paul? To some extent. Uh, but, you know, we do have Captain America having existed yeah, but he's during World existed War II. Yet. Not, oh, yet, okay. not yet. Gotcha. Okay. But they, they did do micro episodes of Captain America and then they eventually find him frozen in the ice. Uh, mm. And, you know, similar to the classic storyline uh so you know there were there were heroes before this i i would say it's similar uh 
to the original Avengers series where, you know, they, their books had been out for a short period of time before they teamed up, but they were, you know, all existing heroes at that point. Not like the Fantastic Four where they're created for the series. Right. Right. Well, it's kind of interesting because if we compare this one to the last one we did, the last one we did, the team was already well in existence and kind of like in the, you know, um, well into existence if you want to go comic book wise because we were actually going off of a version of the West Coast Avengers in that series. Right. Um, whereas here, yeah, it seems like it's more. And looking ahead to the other episodes they do, it, they kind of do a lot of them in order. Uh, like early Avengers, and then they jump, jump around to other storylines. Like I saw the um, the Masters of Evil st- storylines, mm-hmm. and and I was like, ooh, interesting. See, here's what I'm thinking, because my mind works this way. You have these 74 superhero villains who've escaped, right? Mm-hmm. Who apprehended all these people in the first place? Was it Reed and Malloy? <laughs> now they I mean the the heroes had existed for a while. Okay. Well, Shield's got some technology. They probably could have caught him too. I mean, they're all being held in Shield prisons. Oh, Jimmy Woo, we had Jimmy Woo. Uh, Woo. I got to kick out of Jimmy Woo. Had, had an appearance by him. Now that was great and, the way they worked all those so, people in. Did you notice it in the big house when we first see Hank Pym walking down a hallway? Uh, that was Ultron walking in the hallway, but is that not Ultron? Is that like a Hank Pym robot? I'm going to say to you, maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, because he was not in a cell and he was just walking around. Like, is he a guardsman type version for the big maybe. house? Okay, all right. We really do, ev- we do eventually have Ultron in the series. I'm like, that's, that's flipping Ultron. Why is he just walking around? And the mad thinker looked insane. Yes. Of course, he's the mad thinker. So He's the insane the, thinker. Yeah. The, the arms deal scene at the beginning. Did any of you get a vibe of the arms deal in the Tomorrow Never Dies up on the top of the mountain? I hadn't really oh, thought yeah. about that, but yeah, that's yeah. not a bad connection. Sorry to, sorry to spoil all you guys' fun. <laughs> I'm Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Almost sounded like you played a clip from the show. I need another. I need another suit, Jarvis. Help me. I'm stuck here at a cornfield. <laughs> Waiting for my ride. Waiting for my ride. Yeah, I'm Tony Stark. I'm totally cool. They did have some humor in there that was good, like you said about the airbag going off after the accident. Yeah, because Thor's just totally macking on Jane Foster. Why? Why? Yes, he's he's rubbing the top of his hammer like he's like um um yes. Uh, and there's this poor smoke. She's stuck in a car behind him in the in the background trying to get out, moving the thing. And all of a sudden, poof! Airbag right in the face. I liked <laughs> that they had him the kind episode. of stalking her, and and she calls him on it. <laughs> and later in the episode, the the cop eating the donut. Yeah. What? <laughs> Again, who puts a shrunken prison inside a helicarrier? Who put 
is a maximum security prison anywhere near the largest population center? Well, it's safe because it's underwater. Uh, I mean, at least the other ones were roughly in the middle of nowhere. Uh, roughly. And keep in mind, these things are all built by the lowest bidder. Uh, and then Tony Stark blows up uh, the vault. And I'm thinking, did everybody get out? Not that, I mean, villains. It's, 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 it's like, man, you people are animals. Speaking of animals, a dog just walked in. Uh, did the did the Dinah Vital sign have any other than, you know, the obvious Vital sign? Did that have any connection? Uh, is that like an in joke from this comics or something? Vital sign or no? Not that I know of. Uh, okay. So I'm a, so backing up the Hawkeye for a second. So I'm assuming he was in a micro thing that explained how he was framed by Black Widow. If I remember right, yes. I think uh, I do. I do think we we get. I think. I'm trying to remember now, uh, and it's been a while since I saw them. I got another question about Black Widow. Yeah, it when looks like it's in the, in the Hulk micro series that that happens. When she's uh, when you first see her, because when um, well, one Jan looks like a teenage girl. Um, so she's walking down the hall with Maria Hill, and the Black Widow walks by them and walks through them. Um, they really overanimated her butt. For a cartoon, I was kind of like, "Whoa, okay, just a kids' cartoon, or what's going on here? Is this for the dads?" It was kind of like a little something for dad. <laughs> I mean, because it's like all you needed was some seventies or sixties music. <laughs> okay, <laughs> didn't see. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sorry if I'm sounding sexist. I'm just calling it like I see it. And I'm just like, what? Okay. Yeah. So I'd say there was some poor, cho- poor? poor choices in this for some of the planning in this. And no due process. Oof. And you know what? I call bullshit because if I Gra- – Graviton should have just thrown them all in space and been done with it. I mean, he had the right thing going through – Stark up there. Why try to pin the Hulk to the ground? Why give the Hulk something to push? You throw the Hulk up in the air to where he's got nothing to use his strength against. And you throw him into space and he dies. Just not thinking, man. No, he was too drunk with power to be thinking. Well, that's true. That, that's why I need to be a supervillain. Oops, I've said too much. <laughs> okay, got to put that experimental reactor away. <laughs> How many days off does a supervillain get? What's the benefits package? Do you have dental? Well, let's take. Didn't they do that with the uh, in Deadpool with Hydra, where he, um, he had like a guy he was hanging out with who was a Hydra agent, and you know they they kept making fun of like the the, the medical plan and all of that stuff. It's been a while since I've seen Deadpool. I think you're right. I think the dental was an issue. That's where I got it from. <laughs> So, like I said, I think uh, I think this was exceptionally well done. To be honest with you, again, um, I'm with you on the uh, on the fact that the animation could have been just a little 
cleaner than it is. But beyond that, I, I thought this was really, really well done. Uh, the fact, you know, the whole no, no due process thing, I don't think that's, I think that's good writing. I think that's showing you how overreaching S.H.I.E.L.D. can be. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think, you know, they're setting S.H.I.E.L.D. up as, as effectively villains in this, which I think is kind of cool. Mm. Now, I don't remember if they follow through with that at all. I don't remember to what extent, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, stays in one of the I'm not it justifies, but, like, okay. All right, so Franklin Hall went a little nutso, overpowered the reactor, hurt himself, woke up, um, kind of started to exhibit all these powers, and, you know, threw, threw two people against the wall, and they gassed him and put him away for ten years. Um, yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, now, now, how do you deal with a supervillain? I mean, that's that's you know you know we're talking the greater good, but was there any attempt made to even try? I mean, I mean, I guess we don't see that, but that's I mean, that's where where I go with this scary. too. I, I I think you're on the right point. I think that's where this this show is giving us a moral dilemma. Now, when we've we've reviewed Star Trek episodes, one of our favorite things has been to point to the moral ambiguity in certain situations, uh, mm-hmm. and and how they deal the characters deal with it. I think that's what we're getting here, and I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Or or even though I'm the one who brought it up. Perhaps they just said it would be too boring to have kids sit through. Okay, we're going to have a hearing now where, you know, we're going to get Oh, no, they, the they were never going to do we, that. We have to keep him gassed until we can come up with a way that he's no longer dangerous. They, mm-hmm. they could, I mean, they could have easily had a throwaway line that, you know, he was tried and convicted and, and then, you know, because he was, he was found, so dangerous, well, they had to... He was found guilty. Guilty. But what was he going to be convicted of? Maybe minor battery through throwing two people against the wall, destruction of government property. Well, you you, I mean, you, you could e- you could easily I mean, throw something in there, you know. That went, as soon as he got the power, he was he was starting to go mad with power and and tried to do something and was subdued. Yeah, it it really you, you wouldn't even have to spend a lot more time on it than you did. But I kind of like the fact that it's. Uh, you know, I bet I bet Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock could get him off. Of these crimes, even lifting me. Well, it was because he was unduly uh, arrested and you know tried by Shield. He was my client was not in his right mind when he lifted the island of Manhattan up off of the ground. I bet you Matlock could get him off too. <laughs> Perry Mason, where's Perry Mason? Gonna show that Hamilton burger bastard. I know some people have. Maybe the older folks are like, oh yeah, I remember Perry Mason. You know, he did win one case once. Once. I remember that episode. Because he even says, oh, I finally won one. I'm like, yeah, you should have been fired years ago, you useless prosecutor. <laughs> Perry Mason's been kicking your ass for years. I loved when they did him on the uh, on the, the Flintstones. When they had the uh, custody trial for Bam Bam. Oh. And they Perry Masonary. Was it, sure, wasn't Perry Masonite? And I think it was Hamilton Hamburger, but I'm not <laughs> sure. But it, then uh, 
when when Barney was on the witness stand and and Perry Masonary is cross examining him, uh, you know they says he's making a monkey out of Barney and they cut to him on the witness stand and he's like scratching his underarms and going you know making monkey sounds. Uh, anyway, we we we. We go too far off of our topic here. Oh, it's it's a cartoon. It's related. We got so, back to a cartoon. I guess the, the big question is, how do you rate this one? Oh, you want me to go first? If you want. Ah. Uh, uh, what was the scale we used last time? Is it out I think of five? We, we, I think we went uh, grades A through F. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Wrong I show. We, I think we did... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we did the the arts, you know, the animation rather, the story, and overall. Okay, uh, the animation uh, compared to last time, which I think I gave that a D or almost an F. Um, I will give this animation definitely for now. I will give it a B plus for what I've seen, I'm way way above what we saw before. Um, I will give it a B plus for animation for the story. I, I'm, I'm, I, I like some of the depth with the story. Maybe that it wasn't, you know, that you're given. If you notice it, you can see some things that are probably not right, and you should question. Go well. Wait a minute. Why? What? Huh? So I am going to give the story an A. So that gives it like a B plus, A minus overall. Do you want me to go next? Sure. I I like the animation. <laughs> I definitely compared to the last debacle. I, I thought it was great. Uh, the characters are all recognizable. The backgrounds to me uh, realistic. I, I could look at the island and see the Brooklyn Bridge. I knew that was Manhattan. Cars looked like cars. Uh, I enjoyed it. I liked the little in-jokes there. Like I said, the cop eating the donut, the airbag going off. So I gave the animation style an A-. The story I enjoyed, I loved the inclusion of all these characters. I think it sets up a great story arc that I'm looking forward to. And uh, I gave the story an A- as well. Overall of an A-. Okay, I really like I I really like the story a lot. I think the story was just a just an A. Uh, I I you know there's some silly things, some silly moments of you know like you say with you know why would they do that? Uh, but I I don't really have a problem with it. I do think it brings up some moral dilemmas. I think the inclusion of the characters, like you said, Dave, I, I really just as a, as a Marvel fan from way back, I geeked out over some of the characters that we were seeing throughout this well you had the griffin too yeah oh yeah and he was creepy <laughs> so that that was really well done i thought um yeah so I, I i just think it's a you know it was an a the story wise the animation i thought it was a definite big step up from the last one that we covered but it doesn't quite reach the late the level of uh, the justice league which i like i said i felt was just a little slicker uh, so I'm going to say a, a B plus on the animation style, and I'm, overall I'm going to give it an A minus. I really like this series a lot. You know what we forgot to discuss? What? The, song. the theme song. 
It, it, it's awful. It's 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 just as it's just as bad as the theme song from the last we one. Will, no, I mean it's 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 the it's, world is It's awful in a whole different way. It's 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 it's, it's, it's Avengers it's, theme by Nickelback. It's it's yeah. I, I, it's 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 Star Trek Enterprise level of cringe that you're just like. I mean, I like the Star Trek Enterprise theme more than this because you know, where we will fight as one. Dun, 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 dun. I'm just like, oh my god, is it horrible? <laughs> I'm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the the theme song is awful. It's it's just you know. You know, they, uh, like, and, and that's that's like another my, area. You don't like my theme song? Jarvis, <laughs> write me a new theme song. That's another area where Justice League had it beat, because Justice League went for, you know, the, the oh, orchestral the cinematic. Yeah, that was that was. That's what better. this needed. This, that would have made this much better. Well, you know, all the, uh, I mean, Batman the Animated Series, Superman, they all had good themes. You know, yeah. Yeah, way better. these. It's one area where, the, where, so far, the Marvel cartoons, you know, you, you go to the 66 series, they had great themes, but... Uh, yeah. Well, they were campy. They weren't great. I mean, they, they were all right. They, they 50-some-odd years later, they're still they're yes. right there with you, so I, I'm going to say they were great. Shield, and then, you know, yes, they're better than this. They are way better than this. Way better. Uh, but you know this, the, the Fantastic Four theme, you know from this era was terrible. The Iron Man theme from this era was terrible. The Spider Man theme from this era was terrible. They, they did not have the good theme songs. Wait, the one on uh, uh, the spect uh, the Spider Blood, Spider Blood, radioactive Spider Blood. <laughs> Spider-Man. I don't know. That it's one kind of grew terrible. on me, but I like that. Terrible. I like that uh, that that particular show. Just Ring dubbing the old theme from the 60s. Yeah, we're much better off. But, we, again, we digress. So next time out on our cartoon review, we're going to cover Avengers Assemble, which is also available on Disney if you want to get an adv- advanced viewing of it. Disney? What's that? <laughs> You insult my intelligence, Dr. Bill. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. That's, that's all I was hoping for, was that you would say that. Because I say that at work, and people look at me, and I'm like, you're supposed to say, don't insult my intelligence, Bill. Never mind. I just don't do a good Ricardo Montalban. Oh, you... doesn't matter. You knew what I went. You know what I wanted, and you gave it to me, Paul. Beautiful, baby. And on that, we will say goodbye to you all. Goodbye. Jarvis, shut it down. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. 
Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Anyway, thanks for coming, and welcome to Avengers Mansion. This was my... You know, that was really rude.